This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. We have a great show for you today. Jason Settlemore is the Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment COO and GM and will be joining us in moments to pump up the volume on today's famed $1 million Hamiltonian stakes for three-year-old trotters. It's actually the 98th running of this famed event and is the centerpiece of today's exciting stakes-filled card at the Meadowlands. Jason will give us a little history lesson when it comes to the Hamiltonian its importance and why it generates such energy and enthusiasm among harness racing fans. A first-timer on Ponies 24-7, we will be welcoming Austin Stanton to the show this morning. Austin is Ontario Racing Management Specialist Communications and is responsible for providing stakeholder communications, things like newsletters and press releases, while overseeing other aspects of communications, all in an effort to drive brand awareness and encourage participation in Ontario racing programs. Big job, exciting job, one that he's been in since January 2022. Oh, by the way... We're also going to hear about a project near and dear to Austin, a documentary series called Ontario Racing Unfiltered. Ooh. And Darren Gomez is a man you really want to meet and get to know. And you'll have the chance today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just last year, Darren was named Executive Director of the Jockeys Benefit Association of Canada. What is this organization and how is Darren Gomez settling into his new role? All will be revealed this morning on Ponies 24-7, plus a look at the Gomez family tree, including a famous branch, if you will, Darren's uncle, famous Canadian champion jockey Abelino Gomez. And finally, he's back. My amazing co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to do some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new feature called In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news sponsored by R. R.S. Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. 
Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario Sirebred Thoroughbred Yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bred Racing Program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 30th at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog, and why it pays to breed, buy, and race in Ontario. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm always thrilled when I'm able to introduce my amazing co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. And Larry, always great to be with you. It's nice to share the microphone with you. But it's very difficult to share some hard and sad news that the passing of somebody really quite amazing, former Woodbine jockey Ricky Griffith, earlier this week. Yeah, it's it's great to be on the show again, too, Anne. But uh, no, you don't really like starting with sad news, but... Uh Former Woodbine jockey Ricky Griffith uh, passed away on uh, Tuesday after battling Lou Gehrig's disease. He was uh, 58 years old. Oh, so young. Uh, yeah, he was a jockey. He rode 494 winners with purse earnings of over $7.6 million. Um, he, When he retired, he worked originally as an assistant trainer for friend of the show Mark Cassie. And he learned his training lessons from uh, Mark. Then he went out on his own in 2009, where he trained the winners of over $6.6 million before, I guess, being forced to uh, retire. He uh, uh, came from, I believe it was Barbados, and he came here with his brother, Chris Griffiths, who was also a rider, and he retired uh, from riding at Woodbine back in 2017. So he's in a better place now, that's well, for, for sure. sure. Uh, Especially with dealing with Lou Gehrig's disease. What was it that made him stand apart from other jockeys? He had a good uh, knowledge of, of the horses, um, and he was uh, he was a good horseman, and, and he was able to transmit that uh a feel for the horses into becoming a decent, a really good trainer. Ricky Griffith, may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to something that everybody's talking about. That's the King's Plate that is happening this month on August the 20th. Woodbine just this week updated its power rankings for the King's Plate. What do you know? Well, uh, yeah, the uh, King's Plate on August 20th, uh, that's what, two weeks away? So, uh, yeah, the uh, power rankings in order of, um, I guess you'd say, who's are the top uh, horses on, on the radar for people. Uh, 
First is uh, the Chad Brown train uh, click. Uh, I was corrected by yes. Keith McKelmont on the like, show. It's almost like click. Well, yeah, and it's all, yeah, even shorter than that. When he he t- he trained us to say it properly. Yeah, and Keith he, uh, Keith McKelmont yeah. when he was on the show a couple yeah. of weeks ago, he, say, he corrected me. And, wanted to yeah. say click. Yeah, but almost. it's uh, <laughs> you know I always called the horse Kalik. But mm-hmm. uh, anyways, the train by Chad Brown would be interesting because I I believe this is maybe the first time that Chad Brown has uh, shipped a horse here for the. Uh, uh, for the King's Plate, obviously for the King's Plate, but for the Queen's Plate before that. Number two, Keiko Kaipu. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, trainer is uh, Ted Holder. Uh, the third horse on the rankings is Elysian Field, who was the uh, Woodbine Oaks uh, winner, and it's trained by Mark Cassie. Number four is Paramount Prince, who was the plate trial winner, also trained by Mark Cassie. And number five on the list is Wickenheiser, who's trained by Kevin Attard, was second to Elysium Fields and the Woodbine Oaks. And if you recall, when we had Jennifer Morrison on here two weeks ago, that was her pick for the uh, Woodbine Oaks. So there's your top five. Uh, I'm sure they'll be updating this list, uh, you know, next week, and we'll we'll follow it along because it's uh, it's almost like uh, two weeks to the big day. Who do you have your eye on, Larry? I've been a big fan of uh, Kalik uh, since uh, since day one when they were talking back uh, three four months ago about uh, you know shipping this horse, and I thought it was interesting because Chad Brown had made this decision. The fact that he's a Can- Ontario bred. Uh, he had kind of had the eye on the King's Plate uh, a way back when this horse was uh, just coming out racing at Gulfstream and that earlier, and uh, and Belmont, I mean. So I kind of look at that horse, and then I watched the replay of the uh, Woodbine Oaks, and I was really impressed with the second place uh, finish by Wickenheiser because this horse was 13th at one time in the race. You know, coming from 13th place in that race, you know, shows that this horse is maybe sitting on a win, so... Okay, as an amateur at all of this, I'm going with any horse trained by Mark Cassie. Well, there you go. <laughs> and there's two horses of, out of Absolutely. five right on the list there, There you right? go. So, yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by R.S. Belk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than R.S. Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so pleased to be joined by the Meadowland COO, General Manager Jason Settlemore. Today is Hamiltonian Day at the New Jersey Standard Bread Track with the top three-year-old trotters competing for the winner's share of the $1 million purse. Jason, great to have you with us. I know this is a big and busy day for you today. Yeah, big and busy and uh, looking forward to a great day. It's been a fantastic year so far and uh, looking for great things today. on the track, obviously, but also at the mutual window. What makes the Hamiltonian such a special day, Jason? You know, I mean, it's when the culmination of the, the best three-year-old trotters in all of the world coming to the Meadowlands, along with the top trainers and drivers and all the owners come in as well and our, our customers. And But that's the most important thing. We put on a great show 
you know, all the people that are there are able to do fun things and like the kid rides out back in the backyard and just lots going on. And it's a culmination of a lot of things and uh, our championship meet. You have 10 horses starting today, the top finishers of last week's elimination heats. Tell me about them and, and who have you got your eye on? My eye is on Oh Well. Obviously, Burke swept uh, both the wins there, and uh, the one that Yannick is driving, I think, has a great shot at winning. But additional to that, I like the horse oh well. He was bet heavy last week, came first up, and um, I think with a little bit of a better trip today, I, that's who my pick is. What about uh, Doug McNair's horse? Didn't get a chance to really watch Doug's horse all that much last week, but I do know that the, he's one of the sneaky picks that mm-hmm. a lot of people like as well. And then in the Oaks, obviously, um, I'm rooting for Bond, which is owned by Jeff and mm-hmm. uh, our owner. And so hopefully she'll she'll race great. She's the fastest filly in there, so hopefully that she'll be the best uh, today here in the Oaks as well. That'd be nice to be able to see Jeff win a Hamiltonian Oaks. You know, Jason, the Meadowlands has uh, had some pretty impressive wagering handles. To what do you attribute that? I attribute it to the success and, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, our our handle has been attributed to the horsemen supporting us uh, here at the Meadowlands. The, the field size is up over last year and then in addition to that as well i think that the the product the customers just like it and the biggest thing has been is that we've been on national television and i think people have uh, uh the thoroughbred uh, players have crossed over to play the Meadowlands. we've become the number one nighttime signal regardless of breed um so that's also another feather in our cap this summer as well one of the big things is is i want to get people back here to the track it seems like the the pandemic um has slowed that down uh, you know obviously we've got that in our rear view mirror now but people have learned that had to learn how to wager online uh those people have not come back uh, well i would say stop most of them have not come back but you know so we're, we want to get people back to the track because obviously that bodes well for not just the meadowlands but for the standard bread industry as well yeah. You've watched your fair share of Hamiltonians, uh, Jason, over the years, and that is there one that still resonates to you? I always liked the um, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe year. I always thought that was a great race. Uh, Muscle Hill, um, there's several great ones, but if I had to put my finger on one, I would probably say Muscle Hill, basically because not only was he a great trotter, but he's also one of the greatest sires ever. You know, it's interesting, thoroughbred racing versus standard bred racing, and sometimes standard bred, the trotters play bridesmaid to the to the bride, which would be thoroughbred. What is it about standard bred racing that really makes you, you know, go, wow, this is a great part of the horse racing industry? To me, what attracted me to it as a kid was the being under the lights and, you know, it was something to do at nighttime to go out and watch the races and uh, that's what attracted me to it and uh, you know the hustle and bustle of everything that was going on in the barn area and the paddock and then on the racetrack and then like I said as a fan what attracted me to it was you know uh, the colors and the being underneath the lights. You know you're breaking up a little bit and we are on radio right now and we're doing the show this Saturday morning where exactly are you standing or are you standing still? <laughs> I'm not standing still at this point. I'm moving around and trying to get things done here. (laughs) (laughs) And we appreciate that you've taken the time to speak with us, so let's carry on. All right, let's talk about the rest of the season at the Meadowlands, Jason. Like, you shut down uh, today, 
for a few weeks, and then you start up again in September. Then you have a small thoroughbred meet in October, which you run in conjunction with Mammoth, right? And then you have some more stakes races on the standard side again later in the year. Talk about some of that. Yeah, you know, we, we look forward to uh, the fall meet as well. Um, you know, that's kind of has been like a kind of an extension of our championship meet, but a fall meet championship meet. So that's always fun and exciting as well. And, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to that as well. But we'll get a little bit of a break here and be able to relax for a few weeks. And then we'll be right back on it, at it on Friday, uh, September 1st, I believe it is. I don't think the word relax is in your vocabulary, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it never is, no. especially this weekend. <laughs> you know, I did a deep dive into your life and your experience, and you wear and have worn many hats. Let's talk about how you went from from all of the things that you did prior to becoming the COO and general manager of the Meadowlands. I mean, that's a really big job. What what kind of training did you have, and what kind of jobs led you to that this specific position? Well, when I was 13 years old, a guy by the name of Terry Holton moved again across the street from me on my paper route, and he was uh, one of the top trainers and drivers at Toyota Downs. And you got to imagine this is my hometown is uh, 40, 40 minutes from Toyota Downs, uh, back home in Newark. And we were, uh, he moved in on my paper route, and we became very, very close. He was almost like a father to me. Well, he was like a father to me. And he used to take me everywhere with him. And then I would, he wanted to make me um, a driver, catch driver. But I, I didn't like uh, the end of the pitchfork. So he said, if you're not going to do the dirty work, and I always called races, replayed them to him, announcing races um, as we would drive back home at night. And he said, "If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna clean stalls and start at the bottom, there, you're gonna go call races and you're gonna be in management." So I wound up calling my first race when I was 13 at the Hartford Independent Fair back home in in Croton, Ohio, uh, right outside of Newark. And then from there, I went to work at Toyota Downs and learned all the operations from the ground floor up. And in 2005, went to work at the USGA for a short stint in the. Uh, advertising department and uh, marketing and then from there um, Jeff brought me out to Tioga in 2006 in January there and uh, opened up Tioga for him and reopened Vernon uh, which he had bought out of bankruptcy and then in uh, 2012 I'd always talked about how I wanted to be I uh, wanted to run the Meadowlands and always looked up to Chris Mackerling. And then in uh, November of 2012, he asked me to come out to the Meadowlands. Well, Jason, thanks for doing this. I know you're busy. Good luck today with the uh, the Hamiltonian, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right, sounds good. Sorry things have been crazy for me here this morning, but uh, just putting a lot of, gotten a lot of eyes and crossing a lot of teams. And we know that, and we know you're on the move, and we've lost contact with you here and there through the interview, but what you have said is fascinating and honestly to think it all started with a paper route that's amazing jason (laughs) thank you so much enjoy your day thank you very much take care now yep you too when we come back getting to know ontario racing's austin stanton he joins us today on ponies 24 7 the radio magazine ponies 24 7 the radio magazine brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park ontario racing and rocket ship racing follow us on twitter at 1059 the region we'll be right back enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with hpibet.com the number one betting site for experienced horse players join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track 
Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to hpibet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ontario Racing Management Specialist Communications, Austin Stanton, joins us right now to talk about all things that he's doing, including this really interesting documentary series, Ontario Racing Unfiltered. You had me at hello. Well, hello, Austin. It's Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. How are you? I am great, Ann. Thank you very much for having me on your program uh, today. Well, let's get right into it, Austin. You've been with Ontario Racing now for, what, a couple of years. Uh, talk about your role and how you got uh, got connected with Ontario Racing. Yeah, so like you said, Larry, I've been with Ontario Racing for a couple of years now. I just found out about the role through somebody who I knew from my previous uh, professional experience, which was in the amateur sport business, uh, working for a provincial sport organization for freestyle skiing called Freestyle Ontario. Um, and her name is Lindsay Bax, and she now is marketing uh, manager at Woodbine. Um, and she had mentioned that she knew Gordon, our Ontario Racing Executive Director, from some of her business dealings with him. And uh, she said, hey, I know Gordon's hiring. He'd be a great person to work for. So I uh, was looking for a Purdue professional challenge at the time. I've uh, been kind of in a jack-of-all-trades role at my last company, doing events as well as membership and communications, and was looking you know, to try and hone in on one of those to develop my professional skills. So jumped on the opportunity to work communications for Ontario Racing, and I've really enjoyed getting to know about the business and everything that goes into horse racing in this province and the huge industry that it sustains and promoting that over the last year and a half. Sounds really good and sounds like a learning curve. So Austin, what exactly do you do? So I oversee our communications efforts, and we actually have that divided into sort of two verticals inside of our organization. So we kind of look at it as we have our industry communication. So that's serving as the voice of the Ontario racing industry across all three breeds. So this would be, you know, highlighting successful horse people within our industry, getting across key messaging, um, anything that kind of aligns itself under that voice of uh, the industry tagline. And then we also have our program specific 
horse improvement program communication. So that's the promotion, celebration, and of course, actually communicating with the participants in our horse improvement programs in all three breeds. So the standard bread improvement program, the thoroughbred improvement program, and the quarter horse improvement program. Any communications along those lines of business, I oversee that. Um, probably the most public facing thing that you could familiarize yourself with that I oversee is our social media on our Instagram and our Facebook. So we've worked really hard this year to, to beef up our video presence and we've done some excellent uh, video content celebrating the horse people of Ontario um, and especially Ontario bred and sired horses as well. Well done. I'm exhausted listening to all you do. <laughs> and that's probably just one day of a week. <laughs> Yes, it's definitely a busy job, and especially this time of the year with all uh, 15 Ontario racetracks in full swing across all three of our breeds. So it's an exciting time of the year for us, and uh, yeah, it's it's been really fun learning about the business and uh, getting to tell so many amazing stories. You were talking uh, a little bit earlier about the uh, documentary series that uh, Ontario Racing have just launched, the Ontario Racing Unfiltered. Talk about that for our listeners, um, you know, what it consists of and who came up with that idea and, you know, where, where did the story begin with that? Yeah, so that was a partnership between Ontario Racing as well as Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation, our, our partners at the OLG, um, and their marketing department has conducted a extensive marketing uh, plan over the last couple of years. And this year, they wanted to kind of try and explore a new territory. So the agency that they were working with, I had pitched them on this documentary series. And obviously, their team over there at the OLG marketing department was very interested in that. Um, So they, you know, kind of worked with us to help find some of the characters, help kind of start building out some of the storylines. And uh, we obviously thought it was a, a tremendous idea, given the recent success of some of these sports documentaries and, you know, driving new interest in the sport, obviously the uh, gold standard being drive to survive mm-hmm. with formula one. And we've also seen it in terms of Breakpoint with tennis and uh, the golf uh, documentary as well. So we were super excited when, you know, OLG said that this was an idea that they were going to be pursuing. We've, you know, supported it all along the way with just, you know, helping get the right characters in there, show the show our industry and, and getting people to see all that kind of amazing behind the scenes that goes into the, you know, 90 seconds to, to two and a half minute horse race. So it's been really exciting to see the project. I think we're seeing excellent uh, results, excellent engagement, and seems to be uh, a lot of buzz around it, which is exactly what uh, OLG and ourselves were hoping for when the project was launched. Ontario Racing Unfiltered. Unfiltered being the operative word. That's very seductive, that word, particularly when it comes to a behind-the-scenes look at, at horse racing. Can you give us an example of what what you've put together so far in terms of the documentary? What would one example be? So the unfiltered label comes from the idea being, you know, we want to show the behind the scenes that goes into horse racing. So everything that a driver does on the standard bread side to prepare for a race, all the kind of undercurrents that are going into a race and everything like that, that makes it that much more exciting by providing that context through an unfiltered lens, you're going to be able to have that much more of a appreciation for the race when you do tune in to watch it as a viewer. I think I saw somewhere he said it's a look at horse racing like you've never seen before. Talk about that. And also it's a series how many episodes are there and how can people watch it? Yeah, so it's going to be a five-part docuseries and it's available on Crave as well as TSN's YouTube uh, to answer the second half of your question there, Larry. And then the first half of the question, um, you know, the reason that it's like horse racing we've never seen before is there is a really big focus on the participants, the people, 
and everything that goes into making this industry so amazing and all 26,000 people that it employs across Ontario and, you know, full-time and part-time roles is everybody's kind of seen the big races, right? You know, racing is visible with the, you know, Kings plate, uh, the Kentucky Derby down in the U S those are kind of very visible name brand moments of racing. But what we really wanted to do and what OLG wanted to drive with this show is showing that unfiltered behind the scenes access, you know, speaking with Canada's leading driver, James McDonald, as he goes about, you know, preparing for big races at Woodbine Mohawk park or heading down to the Kamla classic at uh, the raceway at Western fair district. And, you know, his kind of, friendly rivalry with Doug McNair will be representing Canada at the 2023 world driving championships in Europe. So those are some of the biggest stars of the sport on the standard bed side. And, you know, getting to see them in such an intimate way is an amazing way for fans to build a connection with the sport. And, you know, same thing goes on the thoroughbred side, using that tent pole of the Kings played and explaining how significant it is to our sport. We get to know characters such as Emma Jane Wilson, who first female jockey to win the Queens plate, um, and then, of course, Kevin Attard getting to achieve his lifelong dream of, of training a, a Queen's Plate winner last year in Moira uh, and having been in the business for so long, his family story. Um, and then, of course, all of those will be pointing towards trying to win the first King's Plate in 70 years at Woodbine on uh, August 20th. So those storylines that, you know, provide that much more context to a race, to everything, that's what we mean by horse racing as you've never seen it before. Ontario Racing Unfiltered. So the focus seems to be on people in the horse racing industry, but what about the equine athletes themselves? How do you tell their stories? Yes, of course. That's always the uh, key focus of anything that we do is uh, we're horse first and we want to promote those amazing athletes. And, you know, if you take the time to check out the documentary, you'll see the love of the horse and how every person that we've just spoken of has mentioned how it's horse first, how much they care for the horse, and then, uh, you know, what these amazing animals mean to them and, and getting to, uh, you know, make their living by working with such majestic uh, creatures. So would you say that the whole idea but behind the docuseries was to generate interest in horse racing and attract a new fan base? Or was there another reason to be doing it? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we're looking for. We want to, you know, have this be put on the amazing platforms of Crave and TSN have it be something that people can watch, be curious to learn more about it, and then go armed with the amazing context of the storylines that have been shared when they do go to a racetrack or place a wager or participate in uh, our amazing sport. So you've put this together so far. What are your thoughts about what will happen for, let's say, the fall and winter racing seasons? I believe the documentary series is it'll probably be wrapping up in the in the summer. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, yeah, I believe that we'll be wrapping up uh, with five episodes. We've, we've got two already available. A third will be coming online shortly, uh, and then there should be two more. So as far as the summer and or the winter and fall racing season, hopefully that's when folks who have seen the amazing documentary over the course of the summer are getting up to the track. Yeah, and you're hoping probably for really good response, which would mean that there would be a forward-moving um, locomotive, if you will, when it comes to the next round of, of this documentary series. Yes, we definitely want to continue to build and, and grow off the momentum of this documentary series and uh, continue to have it generate new fans and, and participants in the Ontario racing industry. Let's talk about you personally. How did you get involved, okay. How did you get involved in, in, in horse racing? I mean, I've told this story before, so I don't mind sharing it on the radio, but I am a sports fan, lifelong sports fan, you know, all Toronto sports, Leafs, Jays, Raptors, you know, you name it, played all kind of traditional sports growing up. 
and uh, always had, had wanted to work in sport. So naturally over the years, I, you know, as it became uh, more commonplace and uh, legal, became interested in, uh, you know, sports wagering. Um, and I, during the COVID pandemic, uh, when it was nothing else being able to be wagered on, I, you know, learned that you know, there was still racing going on in uh, Florida. So me and my friends, as we were, you know, engaging in lockdown and quarantine, we started watching horse racing and, and placing some wagers on that. And then, you know, through that, and as I mentioned, in speaking with Lindsay Bax, a marketing manager at Woodbine, uh, I'd let her know that I knew she was, had family history in horse racing. Her, you know, uncle, John Bax, one of the most uh, well-renowned Ontario trainers for standard breads, uh, you know, hugely successful in the Ontario Sire Stakes over the years. Uh, her family had involved and she was working at Woodbine and then she, yeah, recommended me the job at Ontario racing. And I was, you know, newly a fan of the sport and thought it would be a really interesting professional challenge. Now, I don't know. You seem to always have a background in, in, in sports and now you're into like the horse racing side and that, but you've got three versions of horse racing per se. You got quarter horses, you got standard breads and you got thoroughbreds. Do you find that it's, tough to be you know flipping over from from one breed to the other if you're sending say press release out or uh, you're working on a, on, a, on a project is it very difficult uh, i wouldn't say it's difficult no i mean our guiding vision is three breeds one vision so mm-hmm. we want to make sure that uh, we're giving the proper attention and uh, using the you know proper voice and everything like that for all three of our breeds so we definitely have uh, targeted strategies to uh, achieve that across all three breeds. So, no, I, I find that to be uh, engaging and, and, and interesting. I don't find it to be too difficult. And, you know, you are knee-deep in this industry now, and I mean that in the very, very most positive way. Where would you like to take your career next? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I'm definitely satisfied with kind of what I'm doing right now. It's been an interesting challenge. Uh, you know, we're getting to continue to move our organization forward and, and achieve our goals. So, yeah, I'm just uh, super excited to be supporting Ontario Racing and uh, our marketing and communications efforts as we look to achieve our goals. And and the industry is exciting, right? Like you're you're moving into the, the first King's Plate in what seventy some odd years or so, and and you know and other races like that. Like uh, you've picked a good time to come on board. Yes, it's definitely a very exciting industry. Uh, there's you know, and the one thing too that makes it such a amazing place to work and, you know, be a part of is the passion that uh, all participants and everybody involved has for the sport uh, and the animal and and everything like that. It's a very passionate industry, which makes for a very enjoyable uh, place to work. My ears tell me that you're young. May I ask your age at this point? Yes, I am uh, younger, I guess. (laughs) Um, I'm 27 years old, uh, just about to turn 28 in the fall. (laughs) Excellent. And so are you, in a way, trying to attract younger fans, you know, fans that are your age and even younger? Yeah, I think that's always the key demographic. Any business, especially entertainment, is, is looking for. Um, and obviously, as a, you know, a sports and entertainment product, that's, that's what we're looking for as well. I think, uh, you know, through, our, through any company's efforts, you're always looking for that key demographic. So we're obviously interested in that. I think, uh, you know, for us, that's, you know, Ontario Racing Unfiltered. That's meeting people exactly where they are. It's on a streaming platform and that's on YouTube. Uh, so that's, you know, a great way of accessing that uh, key demographic that you just mentioned. And then, of course, you know, we've been really looking to bump up our social media video presence. We've, you know, really moved towards getting into reels and everything that's more kind of bite-sized, 
uh, accessible content. So, of course, we have an interest in attracting, you know, new fans and younger fans. I think any sport, any industry would, would tell you that. So hopefully that uh, some of those things we're doing are helping us achieve that goal. Well, Austin, uh, thanks for coming on for the first time. And we're going to have to have you back on again because there's lots to talk about. Good luck with the Ontario Racing Unfiltered Series and all the other great work that you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you very much, Larry. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. And you as well. Thank you very much, Austin. After the break, when we come back, Darren Gomez joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet concludes on August 5th where all eyes will be on the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HP iBet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. Is this the year you decide to purchase an Ontario Sirebred Thoroughbred Yearling and race in the financially rewarding Ontario Bred Racing Program? Then plan on attending the Canadian Premier Yearling Sale, Wednesday, August 30th at 12pm at the Woodbine Sales Pavilion as today's yearlings and tomorrow's champions sell. Contact the Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society's Ontario Division either on their website, cthsont.com, or call 416-675-3602 and learn more about attending the yearling sale, obtaining a catalog, and why it pays to breed, buy, and race in Ontario. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Darren Gomez joins us today. Now, Darren is Executive Director of the Jockeys Benefit Association of Canada. Great to have you with us, Darren. Welcome to Ponies 24-7. Thank you. It's a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to it. All right, well, let's get, get right into it, Darren. Uh, talk first about your role with the Jockeys Benefit Association, and I guess talk about the association itself and what it does. My role is, is basically to uh, do their bidding, whether mm-hmm. it's in a contract, whether it's through insurance, 
whether it's representation with an infraction. I represent them simply because, you know, there's 45 guys that can't, if they all had to say no, nothing would get done. You know, it's interesting that this association was put together for a reason. Why was it assembled in the first place? It was assembled for um, unity. Things change with time. Like when I was a very small boy, jockeys had to bill owners for their money. Some owners paid right away, some paid later, some didn't pay. So in getting unity, it, it, it became that it came right out, out of their account. So um, you always made sure you got paid. You know, and then there's more with insurance. As guys, you know, in the old days, if you got hurt, it was just, well, I'll see you when you get better. Now we have certain coverages where, I mean, you'll never get rich off it, but you won't lose your house over it. And then as you're better, then you go back to, to work it. All right. So when, when you got actually hired for the position, you were following guys like jockeys like Robbie King and the later Andriger. Um Were there critics that said, well, you're not, a, you're not an ex-jockey, uh, you know, you can't do the job? Even though I, I haven't ridden races, like I said, I've been around since I was five. So mm. I've pretty much seen and heard a lot. There's nobody going to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting, if we look at your family tree, there's one big branch that really stands out. Your uncle was El Perfecto, Avelino Gomez. Yeah. That's And, and yeah. he passed away in 1980 at a very young age, as far as I'm concerned. But he must have had an influence on you one way or the other. Oh, absolutely. Actually, he, he was the one that got me my very first license at 13 because he was on his second trip of retiring and he had a few horses to train. And my dad was uh, an agent at the time. So my uncle got me my first license as a hot walker. <laughs> so you were, you were pretty close then to Avelino. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spent a lot of time with him at the track. Yeah, what was he like? Oh, a fantastic human. Yeah. He, he helped so many people that people didn't know about. And, uh, you know, he never wanted uh, a claim for it. He was just, uh, I guess in today's term, it's pay it forward. He was happy that he was lucky enough to be so successful. He helped a lot of people. Why was he known as El Perfecto? And also, go, go, Gomez. <laughs> in that era... I mean, if, if, if a guy wins two or three races now, he's the king of the castle. He used to win five or six a day. You yeah. know, I mean, he went over 4,000 races and basically never left Ontario. I mean, he would ride in Florida, but he would ride, you know, a handful of horses to pay for his winter <laughs> because he could only ride Canadian horses and it was limited. And he just, he wanted to break, but he didn't want to spend his money on the winter. So he'd ride a couple, but all, most of his wins came from Ontario. So yourself, was getting involved in the horse racing industry always something you wanted to do, or was there something else that was kind of gnawing at you? Uh, actually, my I love the horses. My first love would would have been a vet, and I uh, I went to Guelph, but unfortunately my marks weren't high enough for a vet. Um, but no, I was going to be at the track, whatever happened, and I and my my dad knew it. Because he told me at 14, he says, I know this is where you're going to be, but you have to finish school. And I said, well, I'm, I'm done. He says, no, not high school. You need to put a degree on the table. Mm. 
Because if you wake up one day and you don't like the track anymore, you can go somewhere else. So you had a lot of, of, of very strong figures in your life, your father, Avelino, your uncle as well. What kind of information and advice did each of them impart on you? There's a lot. <laughs> um, a lot of it was just to, to really honestly be the best you can be and be a stand-up guy. You know, your words, your bond. You you follow the rules. You don't uh, you don't deviate. You don't try and hurt somebody, whether it's verbally or or maliciously. And uh, um, you know, uh, uh, a gentleman I worked for that I think the world of for twenty years, Slade Callahan, told me once: if you do your job with honesty and integrity, the rest will come. And that's, that's basically my, my father and my uncle's teachings, just in a different way. They weren't as eloquent as that. <laughs> <laughs> I read someplace, too, that one of the areas that's still up for debate is the fact that uh, the jockeys amount fees for the riders, right? Uh, talk about the riding fees for the jockeys and how difficult is it for some jockeys to make a living, though. Well, the, the mount fees have come up. We, we, we have a new contract with the HPPA as okay. of last year. And those, <clears throat> those fees are in line with everyone. So there's absolutely no complaints there. Um, I guess the toughest part is the direction racing's going. And um, I love racing. I will do anything to help it. But the, the nature of it has changed a bit because the competition for the betting dollars is hard. There's casinos everywhere. I mean, you can go to Becker's and bet a sports line. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult that way. I mean, when I was, when I was a kid, I mean, we ran a lot. We, we started in, in March, and we went to the middle of December. Ran every holiday, ran five days a week, did double cards at Greenwood just in case there was a cancel card. That demographic is not there anymore. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, there was ten thousand people at Woodbine on a Wednesday afternoon. Now it's changed. I mean, people are working two and three jobs, so technology hurts you on on-site attendance, but it helps you because you can, you know, not that I advocate driving with your phone, but you can bet while you're stuck in traffic on the QEW. Darren, how can the Jockeys Benefit Association help jockeys earn a decent living? Uh, well, I don't know if there's, um, a formula for the association to do that. Um, simply because it's, it's, it's a tough sport. It's very dangerous. It's the only sport where you, you only make money if you win. I mean, you, you get a stipend to ride one, but you can't live off of that. Not when gas is a dollar seventy and a house in Toronto is a million dollars. Your bulk of your money comes from winning. Like every sport. The top five make the bulk of the money. Um, everyone wants, you know, Gretzky's salary, but very few get it. Yeah, and, and as you alluded to, too, the, the game has changed now, right? There's, um, I guess part of it is there's less race racetracks, there's less race states. So there's less races means there's less right. opportunities for the jockeys, right? That's basically what, yeah. what it comes down to. I mean, to. We're, down, we're down to four days a week, and we're... We're, uh, we're we're ultimately the biggest at Woodbine in Canada. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's, I mean, the Western tracks uh, in doing this this job has has given me a whole new perspective. And I mean, you grow up with your your nuances of oh, Western Canada is this, and out there the Easterns this, and and I, I tell you what, you've never met a lot of people that will do anything to keep the, the, the go the show going. I won't call his name, but there's a fella in, in Hastings that that gallops in the morning. He's a valet in the afternoon, mm-hmm. runs and works in the gate for, for in between races. And I've seen him help sweep up the grandstand because a couple of people from cleaning services didn't show. Wow. wow. I mean wow. that's I mean he deserves an award just in that. Yeah, for sure. Sovereign you know, award winner. That, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's the that's the mentality of a true race tracker. Yeah, you protect the game and you make the you 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 um, you enhance it any way you can, you know. And a, and a lot of it's uh, sweat equity, as the new term is, you know, because uh, there's no automatic jockeys, no automatic grooms, no automatic starters, no automatic executives. I mean. It, it's still one of the very last industry that's very labor intensive. I mean, there, there can, there's thousands of people that work at Woodbine any given day. So having said all of that and trying to understand what the past was like and how glorious it was, the present is challenging. What are your thoughts about the future of the horse racing industry and what needs to be done to ensure that it will move forward in a positive way? You have to roll with the times. And the times are most tracks have a, a racino or a casino attached to them as, as uh, Woodbine's just finished building one. And they're, they're going to have a, a marvelous entertainment center with, a, with an amphitheater for small concerts. And you need alternative sources of income to draw the, like I said, you can bet on a horse driving down the QE double. So you need to bring those people back and you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where... Um, and I, I, I don't want to belittle anyone, but that's where Western Canada strives because they're in very small markets. And you can go to a Cinnaboy any day and the place is packed. You know, Hastings, it's, it's, it's packed, Century Mile. And uh, we're, we're not packed here per se, but I think it will go that way once those venues are done. You know what it's like. You go to Vegas, you may want to bet, but you start thinking, Geez, Santa, meaning is only two hours away. Let's rent a car and go see the races. You have that uh, mentality of once they're there. And I think you'll see a lot of people come back to the races because if you don't bet your shirt, it's still pretty cheap to have a lot of fun. <laughs> Good way yeah. to put it. <laughs> well said. Well, I mean, yeah. there's 10 races. If you bet, One of the best bets I've ever seen people do, and people don't put in the time, is a show parlay. You start, you start with $20. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for that monster winner. You're just looking for ours to be in the top three. Yeah. And sure, that 20 only turns to 26, and you think, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But by the time you're done betting 10, horses, 10 races, that $20 is now 300 Because mm-hmm. the last three, all of a sudden, you're betting 150 to show, 160 to show, and you're grabbing an extra buck fifty on each dollar, and... You wake up and say, oh, I bet the whole day here, I didn't lose anything, and I'm walking out with 280 profit. Yeah. And you've played every race, you know, but 
you know, everyone and myself included goes to play the lottery, not when it's a million, when it's 50 million. <laughs> well, everyone in the country goes and plays the 50 million. So your odds are greatly reduced. <laughs> well, Darren, thanks for the handicapping advice. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there, and, and that's where I applaud Woodbine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very creative. That's right. They've started a swinger vote. I mean, when I was a kid, you could only bet a triactor in the last race. Yep. The Daily Double was only the first two. Now you have them rolling. Mm-hmm. So if you bet the Daily Double, the first and the second, you're out the first, well, you can bet another double, the second and the third. And that, that's, that goes a long way. Darren, you are a you know, force to be reckoned with. I've got to tell you, you are amazing, and I appreciate, as does Larry and our listeners, everything that you've had to say. Uh, you are part of the Jockeys Benefit Association and a guest on this show, and we are really pleased about that. Darren Gomez, thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Thank you for having me. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. Please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, inspired by Darren Gomez and sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, the floor, or should I say the track, is yours. I like that. The track is mine. And <laughs> Speaking of tracks, let's go to Woodbine. They have an 11 race card today, which includes the Vice Regent Stakes, but Race 5 is a race I'm looking at. It's a $7,500 claiming event for 3-year-olds and up. It's a mile and a 16th on the inner turf course. There's a field of 8 uh, entered, including number 1, a gal for TJ, who takes a significant drop in class today despite showing a win and a second in her last two starts. The drop in class, though, today is perhaps neutralized as a gal from TJ is actually taking on the boys but remain, retains the services of friend of the show, apprentice jockey Rachel Slavinsky, who has been aboard the last two races. Two starts back, Rachel was able to get a, a gal for a TJ to the front, where she went wire to wire for the win. Last start at seven furlongs on the turf, a gal for TJ raced off the pace for a closing second. The inside post is the place to be on the Woodbine Inner Turf course, and I'm looking for another good performance from a gal for TJ today. So Woodbine Race 5, number one, a gal for TJ. Delmar has another 11 race card today, including the Grade 1 Clement Hirsch Stakes and the California Dreaming Stakes, which is Race 9 and the race that I like today. It's a mile and a 16th on the turf, a purse of $150,000. It's for California bred or sired, and it's for three-year-olds and up. A field of 10 are set to go to post, including number 5, Carmelita's Man, who happened to win this race last year. Carmelita's Man has not raced since May 28th when he was third in the Crystal Water Stakes. And if you believe in coincidence, Carmelita's Man actually raced last year on May 28th and won the Crystal Water, and off a short layoff, won the California Dreaming. Today, he comes into the California Dreaming off a layoff on May 28th, and since he didn't win the Crystal Waters this year, uh, the, I think you'll see a nice little price again. And basically, the pace kind of worked against him, but I think you'll still get a nice price on this horse today. Carmelita's this man has worked five times since that last race, and there looks to be enough speed signed on in today's race to give him some pace to run at. He's also a Delmar horse with three wins and two seconds and seven lifetime starts, and he should enjoy the mile and the 16th distance today. So Delmar, race nine, number five, Carmelita's Man. Well, there's 16 races set to go this afternoon at the Meadowlands with the $1 million Hamiltonian set to go as race number 12. Ten horses will be behind the gate, and this is my long shot play of the day. Number three, Osceola, who roared home in a final quarter at 27-1 in last week's elimination, which saw Osceola finish third to qualify for today's final. In last week's event, Osceola had to maneuver through some traffic in the stretch, but did close a ton to finish third, beating three-quarters of a length. Osceola came into last week's race off a qualifier event at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and with last week's start, and now today's final, this will be the first time that Osceola has raced in back-to-back -back races since the latter part of May and early June. Regular driver and friend of the show, Doug McNair, drives, and lightly raced son of muscle mass looks to be peaking just at the right time. The Meadowlands, race 12, the $1 million Hamiltonian, number 3, Osceola. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 10-race card tonight, and race 7 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $28,000. Field of 8 are set to line up behind the gate, and I'm going to end up with number 7, Powertrain, who enters, enters tonight's event, making the all-important third start off the layoff. Two starts back, Powertrain made his first start back after a long layoff, 
and actually was two weeks away from a July 4th qualifier, and Powertrain raced like he needed the race and finished eighth. Last week, it was a much better event for Powertrain, a closing third-place finish where he was beaten one and a half lengths, timed in 150 flat, last quarter in 27 and 1. Tonight, Powertrain is reunited with driver Louis Roy, and I believe the third start will be the charm for this lifetime winner of over 258,000. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 7, number 7, Powertrain. Larry Simpson, you always do an incredible job, and now you are away to the races. I'll bet you do very well this weekend. want to give a big shout-out to Market fans of horse racing. Hey, Mark, and goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com, and don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. It's a long weekend, and thank you for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.